Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Today we're going on a little, uh, giving a little history lesson today. This film has a bit of history. Yeah? Yeah. So this is actually the first ever So Bad It's Good film I ever watched. Um, my friend Xander, it was back in 2009, so I'd been like 17, I think. And... We'd have regular... I was in a band with Xander and, and our friend Max, and we'd have regular pizza nights uh, with films and such. And just one night he brought this film along, and uh, I watched it, and I was just absolutely amazed by how awful it was, but how entertaining <laughs> it was. And then I just led on the spiral to, like, the, the likes of Troll 2 and Birdemic in the room, and, and now, obviously, you know, we've got this podcast because of my obsession with... Bad films, and uh, the film is Vampire Killer Barbies. Yes. Uh, released in nineteen ninety six, directed by Jess Franco, and uh, an unknown budget. Couldn't find it anywhere online. Ten pound. Probably that's probably being kind. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll start with some trivia because it's not a lot. It was originally titled Killer Barbies with an IE, um, but which is the actual name of the punk rock group because this is actually based on a, a real life punk rock band. Uh, in the same way that Spice World is based on the Spice Girls. Um, it was released to promote their album, Dress to Kill. And, uh, yeah, they couldn't use the Killer Barbies with the IE, but, uh, so they had to, t- to change the title to have a Y instead of the IE. Uh, but somehow that's ignored throughout the film because it's constantly... Yeah, within the <laughs> promoted film, IE. like T-shirts and stuff, is IE. So I'm assuming they're allowed to call themselves Vampire Killer Barbies. Killer well, Barbies. They, they still are, yeah. They've they released a new album. Oh, actually. did they? Yeah, this year. Bloody hell. Uh, so they're still going. So hopefully that means a new film soon. There is a sequel to this called Killer Barbies vs. Dracula. But I don't think they're in that. F- are they in that? Yeah, film? yeah, yeah. Or are they? Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, what do you have to say? <laughs> um, this is trash of the highest order. Um, it's the worst dubbed film I have ever watched. Oh, yeah. Um, it, the, the lips move, nothing comes out. Then there's sound and lips not moving. Um, it's completely impossible to convey any emotion because all the dubbing is red like reading <laughs> from a piece of paper yeah uh like it's like it I never matches know. with their facial expressions like really, yeah it never does never does and uh, jess franco what we've got to say about him <laughs> jess Fan- uh, franco is a um quite a prolific director yeah, yeah. He, he's made a lot of films he made yeah he i think he died uh, well, he died sort of within the last 10 years, I think. Yeah, he's an erotic horror director, so... Yeah, he the only other film of his that we've watched is Devil Hunter. Yeah, and that is not fun. That was awful. That was so boring. That was basically an hour and a half of close-ups of vaginas and a guy running around with ping-pong balls attached to his eyes. Essentially. With his willy yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, his films are iffy. And they're rarely pro- promoted anywhere. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure myself and Xander should be paid money for promoting this film because even on the internet, there's no information about it anywhere. No. Like, and I, I've shown, like, pretty much everyone I've met since I first seen this, I'm sure I've shown everybody this film. It, it's. It needs to be seen by more people because this is as bad as something like Troll 2. But it, it is as entertaining as well. It's hilarious. It's so funny for yeah. all the wrong reasons. Yeah, it it's not as charming as Troll Two. Not as char. It's it's a bit more extreme. There's a charm to Troll Two, um, that just makes it lovable. This film, it, it it is. It's so out there and it's so weird that you can't yeah. help but enjoy it. So. Um, but yeah, but uh, as far as Jeff Franco goes, I think his most famous film was um, Vampiros Lesbos, I believe, yeah, if I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. Uh, Just call it vamp- um, Lesbian Vampires. Lesbian Vampires, basically. Which has a cracking soundtrack, actually. I haven't watched the film, but I own the soundtrack on CD. It's a, got a great soundtrack, proper 70s, disco-y 
soundtrack. Well, speaking of the seventies, this film looks like it was made in the seventies. It does actually. It does. It's a very poorly made film. Yeah, very. Uh, poorly you can made. see what he's trying to do. I think some of the color schemes and everything. He was trying to go for Suspiria, like when they, you get the neon blue, and then the, the blood's a little brighter than usual than it would be. <sighs> I, so I think that's what he was trying to go for. What he actually got was a different story. Yeah. For, Fog is an actual character in this film. <laughs> um, There's so much fog everywhere. Fog should be high up on the fucking credits uh, because for the majority of the film, you can't fucking see anything because it's so foggy. And I don't know if it's meant to be... D- it feels like a lot of the film, the outside parts are shot during the day but they want to convey that it's night, so they've put a really shit filter on it and just covered the screen with fog. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, the plot of this film, um, usually I'd get it from IMDb, but the IMDb plot, it basically just reads out the entire film. Mm. There's not a, a small plot, so I've made one up myself. Uh, punk band Killer Barbies are invited to spend the night in the castle of an old evil countess who grows young via blood and semen when their van breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you heard it right. <laughs> blood and semen. Yeah, it's, it's all she needs. Um, we open the film with a shot of uh, a full moon with some fog, uh, a and wolf howling, howling, obviously, and a castle, and a man with a crossbow running around, and... Uh, we see someone who looks like a budget version of Jeff Goldblum hiding. <laughs> he's, he's covered in blood. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the man with the crossbow. Uh, the, what's his name? Oh, I've absolutely not. I just called him Old Man. I mean, later it's on I'll start calling man. him Crossbow Monk and you'll find out why. Um, he's just an old man, I think. But Budget Jeff gets his throat slit by a guy who is essentially looks like a hobo, but he also looks like singer-songwriter, badly drawn boy. Like, he's identical to him. Oh, the old man's called Arkin. Arkin, okay. Arkin. I mean, I'm going to refer to him as crossbow either way, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, the hobo guy uh, then cuts off the guy's ear and uh, starts teasing his children with them. Um, how would you describe the children? Uh, the children, well, uh, I believe that the, the term we should be using is dwarf. Yeah. So th- they hired dwarves to play this guy's children. Yeah, yeah, essentially. They, they were always referred to as children. Um, they, they act quite childish. Yeah, they, they are literally meant to be playing children. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh. Which is so fucking wrong. That's really That is wrong. so bad. I mean, Jess Franco's films, it, if it like <laughs> Devil Hunter was pretty much racist. Oh, it's so racist. Yeah, yeah. Devil Hunter was racist. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking through his filmography, and um, after this film, he played a character called Mr. Wong. Oh, no. In a Fu Manchu ripoff. Uh, very very iffy. Oh, Jess Franco. How um, did he? <laughs> no, we've only watched two films, and they're both dire. Let's be honest. Yeah. They're both shit, and by all accounts, the majority of his films are shit. How does this keep getting work? Yeah, I don't know who is giving the funding for these films. Who's funding? This Surely shit? he's not got enough money to keep funding it himself. No. Is he just like saying I'm going to make a porno? And then sneakily makes a horror film and gets away with it every time. Do you think that's porn companies funding? Maybe he made pornos to fund these films. Maybe. Maybe these are his passion projects. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I mean, this film, the the funding may have came from the Killer Barbies. It is to promote their album. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) he... um, A world-renowned group, the Killer Barbies. Yeah. (laughs) He, um... He teases, he teases his children with um, this ear and uh, decides to give it to one of them. I, I don't, I, he did say names, I didn't get them right down. Uh, he, and he says, uh, this is for you, sweetie. Kindness and gentleness you reserve for me at night deserves an award. And then at, at that stage, you're like, okay, what is going on? Is he fucking these kids? But he's saying it as he's quite aggressively kicking the child. Yeah. <laughs> into some yeah, of course he is. Cage. Yeah, because their voices don't match their emotions. No. <laughs> 
Um, but the, the kids have really offensive voices as well, like really squeaky. Yeah. Like, give it here, give it here. It's, yeah. it's so bad. Um, <laughs> then we see a faceless woman in, in bed in this castle, and she does what she does throughout most of the film, and she's uh, lying there and like, oh. Ooh, ooh. This, this one's clearly a puppet though isn't there oh yeah yeah. When the mouth's going around yeah around. yeah it's just a skeleton face <laughs> yeah. um, crossbow monk brings her a gift which is of course some blood possibly some semen in there as well it's likely to be some semen and then we cut to the opening titles which is basically a portrait of the hobo guy um, mixed with a budget Nirvana song um, playing over the titles and, and the band playing this song is a band called Sexy Sadie mm. um, and, and whenever you hear music in this film you either hear Sexy Sadie or The Killer Barbies yeah this song's called In the Water and then uh, it, it's a complete Nirvana rip yeah we, we get to hear the entire song um, throughout this is bef- before we get to the credits and it's a recurring theme throughout the film um, we get extreme close-ups oh, yeah. of random objects, random objects in the castle and stuffed animals and clocks because every every time you see a clock it's 12 yeah dead on 12 <laughs> yeah and it's, it's all stuff in the castle and you just see it over and over again yeah so the point they're making is that time isn't moving yeah whilst they're there I get it <laughs> but they show you a clock with at uh, 12 about 50 times yeah throughout the film uh-huh so um after this uh we get a gig uh, in spain i assume wherever they are uh, i don't know well, uh, yeah just franco was a spanish director yeah these, uh, these were spanish the band yeah killer barbies were spanish so they're performing their hit single love killer uh <laughs> live and you hear this song countless times throughout the film along with their other song I Want to Be in Tromerville what what I don't get is that when they're singing they sound very American yeah so it's, I love you I love you <laughs> it's, it's almost Britney Spears-ish but they're a Spanish band there's no sort of Spanish sound I don't know when, when she says kill it's like kill it, there's a bit of an accent to that and yeah. the verses there's an accent there I, I, I didn't think that they, um, and, until you corrected me, I didn't think that they were, like, a proper band. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're a proper band. Have, have you not listened to their full albums? Uh, no, I haven't, No, you'd hear the Spanish in it then. It's, uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, go and listen to them, by It's all a means. catchy song. <laughs> the, the, the lyrics of the chorus are, I love you, I love you, I want to kill you tonight, and they just sing it over and over, over again. Over and over. Um, I mean... YouTube it, Love Killer, Killer Barbies, i.e. Um, yeah, so the lead singer is given big hair energy and small bikini, leather bikini energy. Yeah, she's um, scantily clad. She's absolutely slain the game, uh, whilst the crossbow monk watches from the crowd. And he steals a part of their poster. <laughs> I don't care. He, he rips a bit of the poster <laughs> he off. He does. I don't understand why he's watching. Yeah, they um they they walk outside and uh, as they finish performing, the DJ starts playing their songs. Yeah. Yeah, he starts playing. I want to live in Tromerville, and <laughs> yes. uh, someone tries selling on drugs outside, and um, yeah, and he's like, he's <laughs> the guy's like, uh, oh, you want some grass? And the the guy Mario, the spiky haired guy, says, "Beat it, jerk." <laughs> but then later in the film they're all smoking weed anyway yeah. <laughs> like he um, knows his audience uh, and then, well they get in the van they start driving off and then they play some music what they, do they play? Uh, Killer Barbies yeah they only listen to their own music they only listen to their own music and never the cows. same songs over and over yeah. again um, then a guy's riding a bike past them as they're driving through the country like crazy Ralph yeah, he looks like Crazy Ralph. He's, he looks in at the van and then he falls off his bike. He No, he falls off his bike because um, the lead singer, uh, Sylvia, yeah. she's got a top off, hasn't she? Yeah, and he's looking in. Yeah, so he's looking in, sees her boobies and gets distracted yeah, and I, I falls don't know off if, his bike. I don't know if you already mentioned, but the lead singer of this band, her name is Sylvia Superstar. Mm-hmm. That is her actual name. Um, that's what she goes by on stage. 
in this film, they give her a name called... Uh, she's called Flavia. I'm not referring to her as Flavia once, because when you've got a name like Sylvia Superstar, you're yeah. being referred to as Sylvia Superstar. you have Superstar. to say the full name as well. Yeah. yeah. She, is, she is Sylvia Superstar. No one else. Um, for us, Brits, Jamelia wrote that song especially about her. Um, so, we get to hear Love Killer again. We do. They play it in the van. Um, and then we hear another song after. They're, they're basically playing the full album on repeat. Yeah. Um, they've got Barbie dolls hung up in the van, which is important later on. Um, so the people in the van are um, Sylvia Superstar. Yeah. Her dreadlock boyfriend. Yeah. Who plays in the band. I can't remember uh, what he Raphael. plays. Mario, who's a guitarist, I don't know. Spiky hair. Yeah, I, I don't know. Then you've got the drummer with the long red hair. Billy. And then you've got the dancer. Sharon. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sharon. The names get worse as they go down. You've got Sylvia Superstar, Mario, Raphael, Billy and Sharon. Billy and Sharon. <laughs> and so Sharon's the, the uh, dancer. And she starts giving um, the drummer a blowy in the back. Yeah. Mario's not best pleased. He feels like no. a proper third wheel. And he says, uh, I guess she's hungry. If you're still hungry, my flies are at your disposal. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> throughout the whole film, this Mario makes really inappropriate comments towards women. Yeah. But then, like, backtrack straight away. <laughs> like, oh, do you want to come in my bed? No, fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, then we get to hear Love Killer again. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we see the smoky woods uh, with loud crows and we have the sound effect on here this is what you hear oh where is it uh... yeah so you basically hear that over yeah, and over pretty again much, actually yeah that's pretty accurate they, they probably uh, I mean that's royalty free so we know where Jess Franco got his sound effects from where did the fog come from half the budget must have been on the fucking fog machine oh it was absolutely on fog um and then we hear I want to live in Tromaville again. Yeah, but uh, it's like a really echoey soundtrack. So <laughs> it's oh, oh is it Tromaville or no? I think it's another Sexy Sadie song. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. And when you're in the woods, you get Sexy Sadie. When you're in the van, you get Killer Barbies. Yeah. So the old man is on a, <laughs> some sort of raft on the lake. <laughs> yeah, he's standing up and rowing a rowing boat. He is. But the soundtrack is so echoey that I thought he was singing. <laughs> um, turns out it's not. It's just really bad sound editing. Yeah. Um, but it genuinely feels like he was like going over the lake and this this old man singing a Nirvana rip-off song. <laughs> yeah. So then near the lake, um, they listen to I Want to Be in Tronaville again. Uh, the van breaks down and... Uh, obviously, Rafael's absolutely fuming about this. Yeah, so he's... Uh, so, sorry, excuse me. So he's trying to get past a big truck of some sort and then get stuck in a pothole. Yeah. Yeah. So has the old man set this up for that to well, happen? He must have. I mean, he... Because he, he was at the gig. Somehow. So he, he decided to pick a random band in a, a venue that was... By no means anywhere near the castle. No. Then knew exactly knew exactly where they were going to drive next, and then knew when they were going to arrive. The poster, so we knew their next venue. I don't know. I mean, how? I suppose that's pretty elaborate. It is very elaborate, and then you know he arrives and emerges out of the lake like fucking Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, um, and to offer them some help. He's like, "What are you all doing here?" And uh, Raphael's like, uh, that's a long story, man. No, no it's not. You just drove it's into a pothole. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, he says to the old man, oh, do you know anything about cars? And he's like, oh, not much, not really. <laughs> but then he like, lists up everything that's wrong with the van. <laughs> and then it takes him 30 seconds to figure out what's wrong with the van. Um, but then Mario gives the best introduction. He's like, I'm from France. They're from Spain. That's Flavia. That's Raphael. That's Sharon's left leg in there. One leg is Belgian and the other's from Mallorca. <laughs> and yet all the dubbing is American. Yeah. Pure American. 
half of them sound like stoner dudes. They sound uh, like fucking Sean Penn okay. and Fast Times. At that is exactly what I was thinking. The, the, Not all of them. The one of them sounds like Sean one Penn of them from Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, and that is Billy. His voice is coming up soon. Um, so Crossbow is uh, he? He says that um, he's the Countess's secretary. Uh, at the castle and he invites them to go to the castle and stay overnight whilst he gets their van fixed uh, and we get a really dramatic close up of um, of Sylvia Superstar <laughs> she knows something so she knows we get two wrong. of them don't we yeah. <laughs> we get one it's when he's like oh you're terribly young and she's like huh <laughs> and um, and then uh, Mario says can you stop kissing to uh, Spanish Leg and, uh, and Billy and uh and Billy's like, can you stop interrupting us? <laughs> <laughs> well, man. He sounds exactly like Sean Penn from Fast Times Richmond High. Old, um, what's his name? Spicoli. Spicoli. They, I reckon they just got random bits of dialogue from that film and just put it over his voice. <laughs> um, so Billy and Sharon decide they're going to stay Billy in the van. Billy and Sharon. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> episode of EastEnders. <laughs> Billy and Sharon decide to stay in the van. <laughs> To uh, to fuck to their own music some more. Um, Billy's they, they start having sex. Billy's fully clothed. Sharon has a green top on and some hot pants, and her silver boots. Oh, she's got a mini skirt. Oh, is it a mini skirt? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can see her ass as well. Yeah. Um, then meanwhile, the band arrive at the castle. Sylvia Superstar recognizes the Countess from a, a portrait. <laughs> But the outside of the castle, you can't see. They're all talking about what the castle looks like yeah. on the outside. But the viewer can't see fuck all. No. I can't, no, we see them from, from afar. You see their silhouettes and you're meant to believe that they're actually talking. Yeah. But they're clearly not. No. <laughs> um, but she recognises the Countess as an old film star. And uh, Mario, he, uh, he says, oh, I'd still do her. And everyone finds this hilarious. <laughs> they were like, ah, oh, Mario. <laughs> and we get a close-up of the clock. Yeah. Again. <laughs> still still mid... I'm assuming it means midnight. Still midnight. Still midnight. Uh, the Countess now has a bit more of a face. It just yeah. looks like clay. She does. Like um, <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> she's feeling herself a bit more. Yeah, she's, but she's still moaning the same as like, um, that's most of her dialogue. Um, <laughs> it's most of her dialogue. Then uh, Crossbow tells her that there's five young strong ones there for her and he'll get them ready for her for tomorrow. But she wants them tonight. Uh, then we see a stuffed badger in a robe. <laughs> yeah. And Mario <laughs> says... Close up of a clock again. It's yeah. midnight. <laughs> but then we find this badger in a robe and Mario says, that totally looks like a horror film. The badger, the badger totally looks like a horror film. Badger totally. Uh, and and then killer badgers. <laughs> Vampire killer Vampire badgers. Vampire killer badgers. That's the first film. Um, Mario finds his room and he says, "This room is for me. I'm gonna sleep like Queen Victoria." Yeah, with two single beds pushed together. <laughs> is that how Queen Victoria sleeps? The bed does not look like what Queen Victoria would have slept in. Sylvia. Sylvia wants something more intimate. She does. And then uh, they overhear, her, only her and Mario, um, Raphael, Raphael, you know, I swear I keep getting his name wrong, goatee guy, go, goes for I a bath. I called him dreadlocks. <laughs> he goes for a bath, and uh, Sylvia, superstar, and Mario to go and have a listen to this phone call conversation. And uh, you've got uh, crossbow Monk, he's on the phone to the car rental company, and he's like, uh, "Oh yes, come and uh, come and fix this van for me. Come come and fix this tomorrow." And uh, then he walks off. But what's he say first? Hmm? Something he says a lot throughout this film. Oh, it's gonna be here tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's gonna be here tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. It's gonna be here. T- but he's not. So the old man doesn't know that he's being watched. No. No. But he's still pretending that he's on the phone. But he's still pretending because it's not actually a phone. It's one of those, <laughs> like, communication tools. That, I don't know how they... It's like when you have a cup and another cup on string. Yeah, they described it as in their old British TV series. <laughs> um, I'm assuming they don't mean Downton Abbey, but it's the kind of thing you'd have in Downton yeah. Abbey. Um, 
But yeah, so if he doesn't know he's being watched, why the fuck is he still pretending? But the best part is they go to investigate this uh, cup on a string and when they pick it up, you hear one of the children on your phone is like, Hello! 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 <laughs> So they put the they put it down and they go to tell uh, they go to tell old Raphael about this. Um, he's in the bath with his knob out. <laughs> he uh, just he's, he's coming. Just in the he bath. was so proud to have his dick out in this scene. <laughs> he really like he, I reckon he requested this scene. Blatantly, <laughs> he's like it's completely pointless. What was yeah? That? What is the point of him? They're just having a really weird conversation. Sylvia's telling him about the whole telephone thing. He doesn't give a shit. His knob's just like bobbing up and down <laughs> on the wall. It's a bubble bath, but the bubbles ain't covering his yeah. modesty. His knob's just like bobbing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And, uh, and and they're like, they're telling him about this old British TV show. It's like, the only old British TV show I know is Mr. Bingo. Yeah. And that's it. It's the end of that scene. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was really just put in so that, that I, I say actor um, so the dude could um, flash his willy on yeah. screen there we go meanwhile crossbow monk goes to feed the countess again and uh, she asks him how much she loves her so he replies I love you more than Paul loved Virginia more than Carino loved Roxanne more than Romeo loved Juliet and I'm sure you'll look beautiful again one day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he doesn't want to admit she's beautiful now. Um, but she seems to like it. She has a laugh at him. Um, Billy and Sharon are still going at it to their own music. What? That any English people who know the soap opera EastEnders, Billy and Sharon going at it is a very <laughs> weird image. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um sorry. So it's still going at it. Yeah, they're still they're still going at it and it must uh, hurt. Oh yeah, it's for a very for a long, long time. time. Let's let's be clear. I I'm, I'm assuming, you know, hours have passed. I mean it's weird though because I mean obviously Jess Franco is, you know, a rena- a renowned um erotic horror film director. This is very tame. The the most graphic thing about the sex scene is her noises where she's like ah Pretty much, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, I honestly, I, I, I don't get how he's uh, so famous for his erotic horror when this is, like, the best he could do in this film. Uh, I, well, I suppose the best he could do is uh, go his knob popping up and down in the bath. <laughs> um, so the children and their father are now spying on them. Oh, yeah. And um, guess what song's playing? <laughs> love it, Killer. It is Love Killer. Um, and then... Uh, what one of the children says, uh, isn't that exciting? And the other one goes, what, this trashy porn? It's like, no, Barbie dolls. <laughs> and they're really excited by the fact that there's Barbie dolls in there. They whilst, steal them, uh, don't they? Well, their hobo father starts having a wank. He does have a wank. Um, whilst watching them. He, he's proper getting off on it. You, I mean, well, he pulls the same face again and again, so it's hard to tell. I swear it's the same shot they're using for it. <laughs> Probably. Um... Whilst the somehow the children steal the dolls without Billy and Sharon seeing them, like they're going at it and and they're right behind them, like they're right in Sharon's eye line. Well, she's caught up in a moment, isn't she? Apparently so. Um, they uh, they turn to their dad and they're like, "Dad, you're so excited!" And uh, then he proceeds to ejaculate and he saves it up to give to the countess. Not long after this, and uh, uh, by the way, this isn't made up. This is a real fucking film. I hope my mum never listens to this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, this is our most like, created episode yet. Um, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> words I never thought I'd hear you say. What, what kids watching their dad having a wank saying you're so excited dad then he saves up his just for the countess <laughs> does, yeah. um, so they finally finish having sex um, after he's finished conveniently and uh, then <laughs> Sharon who didn't notice the people in the back of her van notices that they've hung the skeleton of a bird up in the van yeah. and he's like there's a monster over there 
And then uh, Sean Penn's like, a monster? What? Huh? <laughs> and he falls over. <laughs> he, he falls over outside. He does, yeah. And then she goes from being really scared to randomly being, like, really happy. Like, she's like, uh, oh, it's 12pm? And one woman, she's like, oh, it's a monster. She's like, oh, 12pm? No way. The day's only started. It can't be noon. So, yeah, and now I don't get it. Is, has it been 12pm throughout? <laughs> Apparently. Or is she just getting confused and thinking it's 12am is 12pm? I don't care. I, I, I don't care. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they run into uh, Crossbow Monk, and this is how he gained his Crossbow Monk name. It gives him some exposition. It said uh, that there was a monk many years ago, uh, and he fell in love with the Countess. So it's obviously him. He's referring to himself in the third person. And uh, she needs blood and semen to grow young and survive. Are you sure? Yes. Then what keeps him alive? He's a monk. <laughs> That's it. Oh. The, the, the script keeps him alive. The plot keeps him oh, alive. Okay. Um, he then disappears. And uh, they're like, where's, where's he gone? Let's, let's go into the castle. Like, where's that beautiful music coming from? And it's our boy Mario, the player, playing piano. It's 12. It's 12 o'clock. Um, Close up of a clock again. Sean Penn's like, uh, where are the others? And then uh, Mario's like, kissing, I think, like you. (laughs) Really? Kissing? Is that it? (laughs) He's so unaware. He's so blissfully unaware of life. He's such a virgin, bless him. Um, Sharon thinks that the castle's beautiful, but she gets bad, bad vibes from it. She prefers the minivan. Oh, yeah. So she, she wants uh, to go at it again. Yeah, she wants to go have sex again, but Sean Penn's like, oh, I've got to go and clean it off. But no, 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 come on, let's go. He's like, okay. <laughs> that is how he speaks. <laughs> clean his knob. <laughs> he wants to clean his knob. <laughs> she won't let him. Clean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, they go off, and then uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the children are fighting over the doll. Well, yeah, but the counter it cuts to the countess listening to an old singer. Yeah, she she's listening to an old song, bopping away. Yeah, but in the grand tradition of everybody in this fucking film, she's listening to her own song because <laughs> she was a renowned singer. Yeah, so she's clearly listening to her own song, getting into the groove on the, in the bed. She's not she's not quite fully formed yet. But yeah, she's she she a nice little bop. To, yeah, to have a little bop in bed. This is just like Spice World. So, <laughs> well, they, you know, it's, you know, it's a travel, it's a touring band. They listen to their own music. They get into a bit of trouble. Get into a bit of trouble. Yes, just like it. Sing Gary Glitter to a resolve <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except in this film, Killer Barbies don't sing Gary Glitter to no. resolve their issues. <laughs> <laughs> there should have been a crossover between Spice Girls and this. This would have been great. Um, so, um, yeah. They, uh, the dwarves are, are fighting over the doll, and uh, and then Crossbow goes to give uh, their dad a mission. He, he's got to go now and kill everyone. And he's like, I can take the kids, right? And he's like, no, they can't come with you. Uh, and then he wants to make sure he can use his new blade as well, which is, is it a sickle? Yeah, called? Got, it's got a giant... A, a scythe. Yeah, well, it's what the Grim Reaper uses. It's scythe. It's scythe. Um, he's got one of those, and he's like, my new blade is simply fantastic. Uh, he's so excited to use it. And then uh, as they're walking off, the kids try and tag along and like, we're going on an adventure. I can't wait. Uh, oh, no, sorry, no, it's, oh, I can't wait. And then uh, they're told to go home and they're caught out. Yeah. And then... Uh, you should read stories on this <laughs> oh, podcast. Jesus. The voice is a great voice actor. Better than the <clears> fucking <throat> film. Wow. Well, I'll give more emotions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And what are Billy and Sharon doing in the van? They're just talking to each other about, you know... Like, fuck are they? They're banging again. (laughs) No, they're banging. Banging on the back seat again. And they're doing it to I want to live in Tromaville again. (laughs) Can we just acknowledge the fact that Killer Barbies wrote a song called I want to live in Tromaville? What a fucking nightmare that would be. Like this film belongs in Tromaville. Oh, it does. But I mean, imagine the concept of living in Tromaville. What a fucking horrible nightmare. Um, I mean, you know, we love trauma films to a certain extent, but I mean, who wants to live in that world? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so uh, I mean, this time Sharon's finally got all of her clothes off, 
apart from her silver boots. Yeah. She's got her boots on, everything else off. Um, and then Billy is stabbed. And uh, Sharon kicks well, her. Where's his throat slit? Yeah, but he survived it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he has his throat slit and survives. Um, <laughs> Sharon kicks the hobo in the balls. And he's like, you whore, you pervert. And then he runs after her. <laughs> yeah, he's been having a wank over there. Yeah. He's the one, like, preserving his jizz for an old lady. Um, 150-year-old lady. So... As if we haven't ordered that. Because, um, okay. Because uh, this is something we need to see. Sharon runs through the woods in just the boots, nothing else. Uh, everything's out on display. Everything's out. On display. Crossbow Monk and Hobo. Uh, it's it's night time now. She's run. She's running a very long time. It, I don't know how big these woods are. So it's. Oh yeah, because they can't change time. Yeah. Yeah, but somehow it goes from daylight to night time. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of fog. Um, there's lots of fog to begin with. So if you're in for any cheap frills to begin with, you don't get any because you can barely <laughs> see her. And then it suddenly changes to night. And the screen is clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's clear and everything is quite clearly visible. Yeah. Um, which I don't get. Surely it should be the other way around. It, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, Crossbow Monk and the Hobo are still looking for her and they keep repeating themselves. Crossbow Monk's like, you idiot. He's like, come out now, come out now. Like, you idiot, come out now, come out. He's like, over and over again. Oh, yeah, this section's really boring. And uh, then the hobo decapitates uh, poor Sharon. <laughs> poor Sharon. <laughs> She's left with nothing but her boots um, and no head. No head, yeah. Back in the castle, Bless her. Sylvia now recognises the Countess from the films where she, uh, apparently one of them, she sang a song. And it was, I have a treasure all down here. And she points to a fanny. <laughs> so apparently that's where a treasure the is. The idea is that these are meant to be like old films. Yeah. Like I want to see like, this oh, film. No wonder, you know, later on it says, no wonder great screen actors fell in love with you. Like <laughs> Clark Gable. And I'm like, Clark Gable was like the 30s or 40s. Why is she singing about down here? <laughs> um... Goaty works out that the Countess is actually 150 years old. And then we're back to the hobo who's now driving a tractor with the van attached to it. Like, where did he get access to a tractor? Well, yeah, well, why would he need a tractor? I know. Or what, what's he... It's he just, can, yeah, he just gets a tractor out of nowhere. What are in there? Uh, I'm sorry, a fucking steamroller comes into play later on. It does, it does. <laughs> tractor's more logical. <laughs> Um, the kids now start referring to him as Grandpa. Like, I swear that was meant to be their dad. Like, they refer to him as Dad and Grandpa throughout this film. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm fighting logic. Um, they're that. really excited about this corpse, and uh, then their Grandpa now, uh, he hangs uh, the bodies up in his workshop with some other corpses. Yeah, so all the blood's dripping down into buckets. Yeah. What I didn't understand is that the uh, the monk kept saying to Balthazar, uh, we need her alive, we need her alive, called him an idiot for cutting her head off. Why Why did they need her yeah, alive? Yeah, why did they need her alive? They, they clearly didn't. No. And then the rest were alive. No. Oh, I don't fucking know. But anyway, um, so the Countess is fed again. With the blood from uh, from Sharon. Yeah, he's making... And now... So, uh, Balthazar's spunking mixture yeah. from uh, earlier. Yeah. She's having that now. He's mixed it all together, and now she has a full face again. Yes, she's looking beautiful, ravishing. And now it's time for one of the best dinner scenes in history of horror. So, we have the preparation... <laughs> Better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We have the preparation... By uh, Crossbow Monk. He stands on the stairs in a tuxedo. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the ravishing Olga Lejean. And then uh, they all clap for her. And she uses the stairs as a runway. She absolutely works it down the stairs. She's in her best Alvira costume. Oh, she is in an amazing outfit. She's shaking hands. She is an absolute she's celebrity. She's in a, a black dress. She's got her sleeves, isn't she? Yeah. And she's got a very low-cut top. Yeah, she is serving pure Alvira. She is, yeah. 
And she is absolutely working it. <laughs> so they start having dinner. Uh, it's a very short dinner. And uh, then, you know, they're talking about star screen and stuff. And Raphael, being the romantic that he is, turns to her and says, You're the most beautiful bitch I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. <laughs> Sylvia asks her how old she is. And she says, people are only as old as they look, silly girl. <laughs> yeah, so, Sylvia's like, oh, you should be over 100. So people are as old as they look, silly girl. Well, the actress was, I think, 59. If I remember correctly. Okay. The actress who played her. Um, if I do remember correctly, I, think, I do believe she was in her 50s. I mean, she does look great for her age. Yeah, for um, she was born in 1937, so... Yeah, 59. 59, wow. she looks great. She does look great for her age, actually. And for uh, genre fans, she was the woman who got her tit bitten off in Burial Ground. There we go. Uh, from a weird-looking son. If anybody yeah. remembers that Italian... I never, I never badly dubbed filmed with a weird child in it. <laughs> yeah. Real star of the silver yeah. screen. Um, so uh, the the countess then makes Goaty feel her boobs. Yeah, at the dinner table. At the dinner table. <laughs> and uh, she's like, Sylvia Superstar, how old are you? And uh, Sylvia Superstar's like 19. Bullshit. She's not Absolute 19. bullshit. You are nowhere near 19. Not Can we get her 19. age? Because she yes. is definitely not 19. She definitely. And she doesn't even make any effort to try and look 19 either. Oh, I haven't got a date birth for her. Oh, maybe she was then. She may have been. Yeah, just old looking 19. She had a rough life. Um, so, uh, <laughs> she, Very rude. She's there that. with, um, she's there with, uh, Raphael's hand on her tits and she's like, uh, Oh, Sylvia, superstar, I hope you're not getting jealous. And then she leads Goaty to the bedroom. Mm. And uh, and then <laughs> Sylvia, superstar, turns to her. She's like, you old hag. And then the countess is like, darling, don't be jealous, please. <laughs> and then uh, Sylvia, superstar, is like, he leaves me for that old carcass. I'm mad he didn't find a way to include me. And Mario's like, whatever, skank. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's horrible. He is fucking brutal. He's very rude. Very, very harsh and very, very rude. So, yeah, he... It would go to uh, a few shots of uh, things around the castle. Oh, God. Because we haven't had that enough. Uh, the Countess then ties uh, Goaty to the bed and puts some sexy Sadie on to set the mood. She does put some Because they can't afford Nirvana still. <laughs> Because she's got a fucking sexy Satan vinyl right around. She's like, yeah, pop this one. Um, <laughs> Love me some sexy Sadie. <laughs> she scratches his chest, licks his nips, and then starts filling herself up. He's he's getting off on something. I don't know what it is, but he's moaning about something, but they're not really doing anything she's to each other. No. She's nowhere near him. She's at the end of the bed. Feeling watch, herself watching up herself. Watching herself. Around, feeling her oats. <laughs> and, yeah... Apparently he's getting off on that. We then see... It's 12. It's 12 o'clock. We see the clock again. We see uh, the badger again. We see loads of different random objects. Fox and a weasel. Yeah. And then, then we get lots of clocks around the house yeah. this time. It's not just the one. It's close-ups of every single fucking clock in yeah. the place. And then they start actually having sex um, before she stabs him to death. Yeah, now I think... No, she she was a very good-looking 59-year-old. Um, but I do think she had a body double in this part. Um, because you don't see her... Fit, her like, hair's covering her face for most of it. But then you see her face later on. You do. She's naked. And it kind of looks the same. It like, yeah. looks all right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why her face is covered. Maybe she just forgot to put her makeup on that day. She, she looks 59. Bloody hell. <laughs> her and Madonna are up there. They're yeah, fifty-nine-year-olds. Think this is what Madonna does: survives off blood and semen. <laughs> that's that's how she managed to look so. Young. I would love her even more if she did. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um. So, uh, Sylvia has a nightmare about this somehow. Uh, whilst yeah. we're on the word nightmare, Jess Franco also has another film that we own called Nightmares Come at Night. Just in case you didn't know, yeah, when nightmares, nightmares happen. Um, but yeah, she has a nightmare about it. 
What? So if you slept during the day, would you still call it a nightmare? Would you call it a daymare? That's the sequel, Nightmares Come at Day. Would you call it a rightmare? <laughs> I'm having a rightmare. Well, she Sylvia's, Sylvia's superstar's having a rightmare. She's having a rightmare. And uh, she goes to see Mario about it, and he says, if you came here to have sex with me, the door is over there. So, okay, Mario, are you really acting like you're too good for Sylvia's superstar? Yeah. Like, Mario, go fuck yourself. Uh, Sylvia's superstar tells him that she had a nightmare, and he said, well, you can stay here. And she's like, but what should I do with you? What do you mean? What, what kind of question is that? <laughs> Stay there. And he's like, bite my ass. I'd like that. <laughs> and they're like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, Mario. And he says, as long as there's life, there's hope. <laughs> Talks about shit. Yeah, he tells her about when he lost his virginity. That's bullshit, Mario. Let's face it. It was absolute bullshit. So Sylvia goes for a walk. And uh, she stumbles into the horror cult trash of a room of curtains. Because, yes. you know, The Hunger, Funny Man, now this. We're going to have to do an old episode on Total Eclipse of the Heart soon. <laughs> Complete the cycle. Uh, it's full of curtains and random things. And uh, she... Giant chess pieces. Yeah, so I don't, I giant don't chess pieces. It is, going for in this. it is like the exact room from Funny Man. Yeah, but yeah. Um, she then, uh, she then finds the kitchen and there's body parts everywhere, and then she finds the hobo workshop and Billy. And Billy's still alive. He's still alive after having his throat slit a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and Sylvia looks really distressed and upset, but her voice sounds so happy. It does actually. <laughs> okay. During this scene, I have two questions. Okay. So the first one is. When Sylvia is... Oh, no. Yeah. So when Sylvia reaches Billy, mm-hmm. she's horrified at what's happened to Sharon. Yeah. Sharon doesn't have a head. <laughs> How she recognised her from her body. She had a silver boot. I reckon I... Well, I don't think she had the silver boots no. on. Oh, I recognise those. No, they did take the boots off her, actually. Yeah. yeah. So how does she know that Sharon? <laughs> she ain't got a head. <laughs> so I recognise that funny from anywhere. And number two, what holy hell coincidence is that Billy has been left in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> what convenience. <laughs> because Sylvia's about to have to carry him out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's very, very convenient. Um... But yeah. She also, I actually have a third question. Sorry, excuse me. When she's on her way to, before she finds Billy, she's trying to be very stealthy about things. <laughs> but she descends the stairs and she's so loud descending <laughs> the stairs. Like, bum, 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 bum. But it looks like she's trying to be really stealthy about yeah. it. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, I'm surprised no one heard her. Yeah. And also, the lights are on, but it looks really dark and blue as well. Yeah, so this is questions. where the blue tint comes so in. So many questions. There's like a massive blue tint in the whole castle now. Yeah. Um, where it, it does look like the start of Suspiria. It looks like that's what they're trying to go for, but it just looks awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, it, it looks like the blue light in chip shops that they used to catch flies. Yes, that's true. Um, but anyway, so um, after this, the we find out the drum kit is in the van somehow. It was not in there before. It was definitely not in there before. No. But the drum kit magically appears in the van, just like the tractor did earlier. And the hobo starts playing a perfect drum solo with no drumsticks and without <laughs> half of the kit. It does and really it's just, well. It's, it's a snare, a kick drum and one cymbal, yet it sounds like it's playing a full kit over yeah. and over again. Travis Barker could never. I know, I know. So, uh, Crossbow Monk confronts Sylvia. Is that the most famous drummer I could be. Phil Collins could never. <laughs> and stick with Travis Barker. Okay. Um, so, Sylvia kicks uh, Crossbow Monk in the balls. And uh, meanwhile, Billy's pouring petrol all over the barn whilst the kids are having a dance to their grandpa playing the drums. They're like, follow the rhythm, I tell you. Follow the rhythm. So, Billy, having had his throat slit yeah. and lying in a wheelbarrow for a prolonged period of time, 
poor Sylvia's had to carry him outside on this wheelbarrow. <laughs> and then he decides he's actually perky enough to get out the wheelbarrow and start pouring fuel everywhere. Yeah. Like he, it, it was a minor scratch. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. To reiterate that point, Mario it's shoots. A miracle. Mario shoots crossbow monk in the head with his own crossbow. Yeah, yeah. So old man's um, the monk's chasing Sylvia, and Mario jumps out of nowhere and just shoots him with a crossbow. Yeah, and then he's like, "I had a feeling he was up to something bad." Yeah. So you shot him before he actually knew it, and have a like, confirmation I, that yeah, he was up to something. I knew something was uh, going on. <laughs> Why didn't you help Sylvia? She could have been dead long before this point. <laughs> Why did you only decide now to get involved? Yeah. So, uh, after this, we get the best scene of the entire film. Mario and Sylvia Superstar um, head into the Countess's room. Uh, they find her on top of uh, Raphael, who's dead, uh, covered in blood. She's covered in blood. He's got his willy out again. Oh my god, throughout this whole scene, his knobs just in the background. Desperately wanted people to see it. Absolutely obsessed with getting his dick out. So, she then starts giving a monologue um, about, you know, how she needs the young to live and she invites them to join her lifestyle. She's like, come to me, come for me, come with me. And different variations of the saying. And then uh, they grab her and throw her out the window. Somehow... He's got a crossbow in his hand. He's got a crossbow, but they're like, fuck this. Throws the crossbow down. They grab a naked countess, throw her out the window, and suddenly she's clothed. So they put some clothes on her whilst throwing her out the window. (laughs) They put put a nightgown on and then throw her out the window. (laughs) And the shot is hilarious. It is. It is amazing. You have to see this shot. Even if you have to sit for the whole rest of the film... Do it. It's worth it. And she lands on a, a statue outside, is yeah, it? Yeah, some form of spiked object. Yeah. Um, we get one last shot of Goaty's Willy. <laughs> Just... Billy sets fire. <laughs> Just that one last shot. One last shot of it. It's quite close up. <laughs> He's like, you're never going to see me again. <laughs> so, um, Billy sets fire to the barn, to the van... Um, as far as we're aware, he's killed himself, killed the hobo, killed the kids. Um, somehow he must have flew out of the barn. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is miles away from it. Miles away. <laughs> um, lying there dead on the floor without a scratch on him. No, and no, a burn just a bit mark, of blood. Nothing, just a um, bit of blood. Mario finds him, tries to help him. He's like, nah, fuck it, he's dead. Runs off. Somehow. The hobo, who would have got the worst end of it, because he was inside the van that exploded multiple times. Yeah. He's all in one piece. Bit of burn marks on him. Um, it, like, literally, there's charcoal on his face. That's it. Uh, and he's uh, he's chasing Sylvia's superstar in the woods. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, but then, Mario comes to the rescue, and what does he do? Somehow he's gotten hold of a steamroller, a giant <clears throat> steamroller, and very slowly, <laughs> but quite successfully, runs um, <coughs> Balthazar over. Yeah. Uh, Balthazar makes absolutely no efforts to run away. No. And doesn't actually make any noise until the roller's on top of his head. <laughs> 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 and that's the end of him. Yeah. And uh, Sylvia Superstar's like, how did you learn to drive, Mario? And he's like, I learned to drive in the army. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get in the, uh, get in Crossbow's boat, and they're like, let's head for Hollywood! Yeah. After all, their friends are brutally murdered. Yeah, they seem pretty happy at the end, actually, even though their their friends are dead. We then get a title card and a voiceover from Sylvia's superstar herself to confirm that they continued their artistic career through the bonds of friendship. Um... Uh, a backstory about the Countess and everyone. Apparently they're still alive. And yeah. no one's really dead because this is a work of fantasy. Did you really need to tell people they were just watching a film that this wasn't real? Who the fuck thought that was real? Yeah. What I don't get is that they give, like, the story afterwards. Yeah. Um, but 
they don't but every everyone is dead. even if it is a fantasy everyone in the fantasy has died yeah so therefore these people never existed so why are we getting that yeah it anyway if you're gonna turn around and say well these people were never real anyway well, well, like, well why are you yeah. telling us that they were sent to prison or whatever when we've just watched them die yeah and it's like yeah no, none of it really happened it's all a fantasy film and then we get another performance from one they're playing a different song this time um, which is a nice change. And uh, on stage with them, because they all start gathering, they're playing this gig, you know, like the start of the film, in the same venue, because it's the only place where they get gigs. Uh, and then, at the end of the song, they all gather around the drum kit, they're all like leaning on the drum kit, and they have an additional band member who's dressed up as Divine, the drag queen, and has a chainsaw. Yeah, so the only people that were in the film that are in the last scene are Silvio Superstar and Billy the drummer. Yeah. The there are two guitarists who we haven't I think seen. Raffle was there as well. No. Is he not? That wasn't him, no. Oh. It it kinda looked like him, but it, it wasn't him. There's one guitarist with a Spider Man mask. Yeah, and takes it off and it's not anyone that's part of the film. Yeah. So Mario and Billy and Raphael Raph- or whatever, they're not actually in the final no. sequence. They're not playing in the band. But they're not dead. It's a fantasy. They're not dead. It's it's two random guys that we've never seen before. Maybe one and... of them was divine. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And a drag queen dressed up as divine. Maybe that was... Chainsaw. Maybe that was one of them. Maybe that was Mario. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the last why, shot. Why would you have that last shot if you're not going to feature the whole fucking band that we've just spent the last... knows <laughs> how long watching... Well, that's the last shot of the film, and then we get a title saying, Finn? Question mark. Yeah. Is it over? No, because there's Killer Barbies versus Dracula. There's a sequel. We need to see that. And then over the ending credits, what song do we get? It is Love Killer again. Yes. And on the menu of the DVD. <laughs> I'm assuming we, could, we should post the um, the video. Oh, I'll absolutely, I'll absolutely post on it on my page. Facebook and yeah, Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so that's Vampire Killer Barbies. That is Vampire Killer Barbies. Absolute trash the piece. Which is, is that the first like trashy film we watched together? I think that's the first one you showed me. Maybe. Why did we watch The Room? Well, I don't know. I mean, we did watch Deadly Blessing, didn't we? <laughs> was the Deadly Was Deadly Blessing the first film we watched together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was that was iffy. But uh, yeah, so uh, Vampire Killer Barbies, check it out. I'm sure it's not much to buy on eBay. Um, you know, can't get out to go and... I mean, well, obviously you won't be able to get out to go and buy anything. But, uh, you know, order it on eBay, Amazon, whatever. Watch it. Uh, watch it with company, if possible, or with alcohol. Yeah, it's not the kind of film you watch by yourself. Yeah, or sober. Or sober. Um, yeah, but I mean, can't recommend that enough. It is bizarre. Listen to the soundtrack. Check it's, it out. Yeah, it's a fun film to... It is a fun film to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolute shite, but it's a fun film to yeah. watch. Um, thanks to Xander for bringing it into my life. <laughs> um, yeah, if uh, if you have seen this film, uh, I mean, I'm sure some of you have, but it, if you have, let us know on uh, the socials, you know, Horror Court Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, Horror Court Trash on Twitter... Next week, we are talking about the sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Look what happened to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> Absolutely cannot wait for. Are you excited? I am, actually. It's got it's got Ruth Gordon in it again, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah a lot of the cast from the original. It's one it? of the best parts of the first film. Uh, it's meant to be shite, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you're listening on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe, like, and follow on everything else. And uh, yeah, if you're on Instagram, I'm Gazmo205, Twitter, GazCruise92, and DadAtGaz92 on Letterboxd. Been reviewing some David Lynch films recently. Ooh, doing yeah, a marathon. We've been doing a David Lynch marathon. What a genius. And you are. Chris. On socials? <laughs> no. um, on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd, I am Chris Barker 823 Yeah, and that's about everything. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye.